1: Because four hours simply isn't enough. This is Armstrong and Getty
0: Extra Large. I was just thinking as we're about to talk to a tax expert how upsetting it must be to him. These stories about taxpayers all across America feeling like their taxes went up because their refund is smaller. Right. Even though they, their taxes actually went down.
2: Yeah. We've known uh, Stephen Moskowitz for years in a variety of capacities, uh, personal and professional and the rest of it. And I'll tell you something about Stephen is he feels about taxes like shirtless guy in the stands feels about football. He is so into it. Uh, it makes it fun to talk about the the changes in the tax code and a lot more. Stephen Moskowitz joins us. Steve, how are you, sir?
3: I'm great and really happy to be a guest on your show, and you know how excited I get when we talk about taxes.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So and I really do. Uh, we could start there. People who feel like their taxes have gone up because their refunds have gone down under the new law, are you frustrated reading those news stories?
3: Yeah, you have to take a look at the totality. Now, some people's taxes really did go up because with this new tax law, there really were winners and losers, but an awful lot of people don't realize when they get something in every paycheck That at some point you pay for it. And theoretically, with the time value of money, you're better to get the money as soon as you can invest it. But what happens in real life, a lot of people just spend it. And when they got the refund, it's like the old Christmas clubs that had a chunk of money and they could do something with, you know, buy something or go on a trip. That's that's what they're missing.
2: Right, right. So let's talk about the changes in the tax code recently. What's the headline to you? What has had the most effect, positive and negative, on people?
3: Oh, by far, the 80% pass-through where if you qualify, you only pay tax on 80% of your business profit. That's the biggest one out of all this. This really, really helped business people. Doesn't do a thing for employees, but if you're in business and you qualify, who would want to pay tax on 80% of their profit instead of 100%? And qualifying real estate. What do you mean qualifying? Can you pay tax on only 80% of your real estate profit? Yes, if the real estate is a business. No, if it's an investment. So what's the difference between a real estate business and investment? There's a laundry list of rules and essentially how much time you spend with it, what you're doing with it, how many properties you're managing. And then the government came along with something called the aggregation rules. And without going into all the technicalities, you know, these things have limitations on it. One of the ways to get around the limitations is you have the choice of putting properties together where some properties say would qualify or businesses, some don't, but if you put them together and you qualify for that, you get the benefit of the 80% On the profit for all of them. So there's so much here.
2: Oh, my God. And it's mind-bogglingly complex. And honestly, and I don't mean to put you out of work, uh, but the fact that it's this confusing and complicated is just, it's a sin to me. It's un-American.
3: It really is. And I mean, you know, there's there's the big joke. Every time there's a tax simplification act, and there have been tax simplification acts since I've been in practice for over 30 years, The, the big joke is it's the, tax people's full employment act where it just gets more and more complicated and this exception and that, and most people really do need to rely on somebody because if not, you can leave so much on the table and there's all kinds of changes. Like with the 529 college plans. Now you can use them for kindergarten through high school. You didn't used to be able to do that. So you can put an extra 10 grand in that. And, you know, a lot of people were putting money away, for their kids for college. And under the old rules, the five twenty nine plans, you gotta use them for that. Now, I mean, you know, you have an extra ten grand from kindergarten through high school. That's nice. There's all kinds of things there.
0: Interesting. I ask you this every time we have you on, just to make a point. When you started doing taxes, how many pages were there in the tax code with all the regulations and, and what is it now?
3: Oh, it was so much simpler and it, it's it's funny. That very question was posed to us when I was a student. We had the professor came in, and he said when he started in taxes, he, he put his hands up in the air and said, this was the rules. He said, now I can't spread my hands wide enough. Huh. And it, it, it becomes infinite, because not only do you have the Congress people and in their infinite wisdom making rules, you also have the courts interpreting them. So you have a really good one where you know the, the mortgage interest dropped from interest on a million dollars to three quarters of a million for any houses that were purchased after the law became effective. So you have to watch out. There's a lot of people, if you already had the house, you can still go ahead and deduct the mortgage on the million. The new one's three quarters of a million. But then a case came out, and this applies to a lot of people, the Voss case, where boyfriend and girlfriend bought a house together. They each took the deduction, the other says, no, 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 the limitation is per house. The tax code said, no, it's per person. And that's a very common situation, especially here in the Bay Area, where, say, a gentleman and his girlfriend or, or any people buy the house together. They each get the mortgage of seven fifty. So that would mean that if a boyfriend and girlfriend bought the house, they could buck the interest on a million and a half mortgage instead of just seven hundred and fifty. So you literally would so be, so
0: be better like off that. not being married and just living together in that situation.
3: Absolutely. And also there's other areas wow. of tax law where that's the t- case as well.
2: Wow. You shouldn't need a tax expert to buy a house. Stephen Moskowitz is with us. And we shouldn't mm-hmm. discourage people getting married. No, I, I wouldn't think so. So, Stephen, what's going to get me audited these days?
3: You know, anything can get you audited, but you should take everything to which you're legally entitled no more, no less. And if you get audited, so what? It's like if a police officer stops you when you're driving, you wouldn't stop driving. But there's a lot of things. For example, as your income goes up, if you make more than a million dollars, your chances of being audited are one in 11. If you go to the other end of the scale, your chances of being audited are one in 276. Yeah, we're making
2: 325 an hour here in our job. So let's see. That's eleven well, grand a let's year. See. So
3: us calculate that we're out. Pretty much volunteers. And congratulations
0: on the raises. Thank you. <laughs> is, is that just because they figure um, people making more money are more likely to cheat, or just because the taxes get more complicated and there's there's more likelihood that you make mistakes? I wouldn't
3: mistakes? say cheating, but it, it gets more complicated, and then you have the opportunities to do all types of things. You know, for example, there's all kinds of fancy things you can do. Suppose, for example, you say, you know. Somebody, say, living alone, and they say, when I go to my reward, I would like the charity of my choice to have my house. Well, that's nice, but there's no tax benefit to that. But if you set it up while you're alive and you live in the house the rest of your life, but when you do die, the house goes to the charity, you get a tax deduction now, and that can be a big tax deduction. There's all kinds of fancy things you can do. Same way with selling property. Suppose you're going to sell a property, and you say, well, all right. I'm going to sell the property, and then I'm going to take the money and invest it in the stock market, get taxed, the capital gains tax. But if you say, well, I'll give the property to the charity, and then you take a stream of income back from them because they sell the property and there's no tax on them, your lifetime stream of income is going to be greater than if you sold it. There's, there's a what? plethora of things like that.
2: Well, I, can, I can give it to a charity, but they'll give me a stream of income in return?
3: Yes, and those are commonly done. And what happens is the charity gets a little something. But the big deal here is when the charity sells the property, there's no capital gains tax. If you sell the capital gains tax, there's more to invest in the stock market. And the bottom line, the charity gets more. You get more. The IRS gets less. And that's a good thing.
0: Another thing I know it drives you crazy just because we've talked to you for years, this idea that um, in, in kind of, a, you know, pop culture that, you know, the week of April fifteenth is tax season, and there's all these stories about taxes and everything. The tax season's year round.
3: It sure is, because an awful lot of people go on extensions, so that means we have until October fifteenth to file. But it's the planning because so many things so many things you need to do before the year ends. Not everything, like some of the pensions, you can still do in the next year. But there's so many things that you have to set up. So tax is really a, a year round idea. not. It's like going to the doctor. You don't just care about your health the day you go for your annual physical. That's a good one. It'd be like if I eat year. an
0: apple and go run and go jog before I go to the doctor.
2: Right. <laughs> it's very yeah, similar.
3: make up for the five packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah,
2: right. right exactly. Uh, Stephen Moskowitz is a tax attorney. He's the uh, senior partner at Moskowitz LLP. Uh, Stephen, we'll, we got to do it again soon. Uh, it's, you know, it, just to remind ourselves as voters, how insane the tax code is. But then as taxpayers, you point out, there are some things a lot of people aren't doing that we probably should be. So it's always great to talk. Thanks. The pleasure is mine. Thanks for inviting me. All right. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I tell you, that's the funniest thing about Steve. He will stand there and talk about tax with fire in his eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For as long as you want to talk about it. and, And he's also, you know, I hate to characterize him, but he's a real lover of liberty. And American principles, and he's no great fan of the tax code and how complicated it is and what it does to people. So he's got this enthusiasm for making sure that people don't give the money grubbers of the government more than A dime more than they should, and
0: it's so damn interesting, frustrating, and scary to find out that a lot of cases that he's fought, where you know he's represented people in in a a court of law, Mm -hmm. this judge will go this way, this judge will go that way. Right. I mean, you just you need to know the judge.
2: You you literally have tax laws where uh, there have been twenty one decisions. On whether this is legal or not. You'd think it'd be 11
0: yes and 10 no. You would think on something like tax it'd be completely black and white, and it's not, just like everything else.
2: Right. And so you go into an audit and the auditor will say to you, the government auditor will say, oh, no, no, no. Jones versus Mississippi says this is completely illegal. They don't tell you that there are a dozen cases that say it's fine.
0: Right. You talk about un-American. To me, the most un-American thing is that my own government, who I'm paying for, if they audit me and and I make a mistake, they could point it out, but they won't. No, it's a prosecut- prosecutorial They're out to get as system. much as they can. Not to be right. fair, not to come up with the fair amount. Right. They're trying. If they can screw me, they will. It's like, Thanks which is amazing. my
2: money. Exactly. exactly. Way to
0: sum it up, baby. <laughs> way, way to truth cut through. Power. That's a way to cut through the clutter. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm fired up. You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: elevated.